0: I am not allowed to talk too loud because Jerry has sensitive ears. Jerry is the producer. He's going to start making funky noises. I can hear the dog barking in the background. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot to meet my mic. My bad. <laughs> Leave it in. Leave it in, everybody. That's Jerry. What are we doing today? We're welcoming you to Duffified Live. It's Friday morning. That means that you guys are out there. You're rocking and rolling. Everybody's here. Uh, I, I, we, just a, another great show coming up, man. I, I hope you guys enjoyed last week's with with uh, Big Daddy, uh, Chris Brasile who's a full-blown character all on his own. Uh, if I didn't say it enough times, I want you guys to go back and check out quite possibly the best, worst website in the history of websites at one.com. okay? Chris is a longtime friend of mine. He's a great operator. He's a great human being, and I hope you guys really enjoyed that show because I loved getting the opportunity to talk with him after he ran, liter- literally ran into me in uh, Restaurant Depot a couple months ago. So, um... This week, uh, you know, hey, I, I, uh, I, I just got back from uh, doing a little event out in uh, Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, I get to do these really cool appearances with General Electric uh, with their appliance division. I'm doing a whole bunch of stuff for Monogram right now. So I'm getting to work with these like super cool, unbelievably technologically advanced pieces of equipment. Like one of them is called the induction and it's a Monogram uh, drop in countertop stove. Uh, or I'm sorry, range up top that is all induction. But one of the cool parts about it is has like a sous vide capability to it that works through Bluetooth that keeps the water on there. And this isn't a commercial. I just think it's super cool. But it keeps the water at whatever the temp is that you set through Bluetooth technology, as well as with a thermometer. It's really pretty awesome. Um, The other thing that I work with, which is I, I, I don't know how In the world, anybody ever lived without this, or if you don't have one, if you do have one, send me a message because I want to know what you guys are cooking in here. But it's called the Advantium. And this thing cooks up to eight times faster than a conventional oven because of the fact that it works with halogen light. Halogen light. The whole thing's lined with stainless steel. It's got convection technology. You can heat you can heat some popcorn up in there if you want to. You can do a cup of coffee in the morning if that's all you want, or you can roast a you can do a two point two pound tomahawk ribeye in seventeen minutes, like I do. The thing's just badass. It's super cool. So I got to go out to Phoenix. I got to hang out with some of my friends, you know, uh, the Franks who I love and adore. And I got to see some friends while I was out there and just kind of sit back and chill, um, which is a rarity. I don't get a lot of sit back and chill time. So, um, thanks to the, the, the Franks for their hospitality. And I really want you guys, uh, check out some of the videos that I post using some of these, uh, uh, these items that I'm out there with. So, uh, go check them out. But, um, I have had this horrible tickle for the last couple of weeks in my throat. So all I'm trying to do is drink and get rid of it and lubricate my throat at this point. But we've got a really cool show this week. Um, You know, I I talked to a a, a very diverse group of people. I mean, you guys have heard, I talked to bar owners and, and inventors and porn stars and, and, and bartenders and chefs and pilots and just random people that I meet on the street. But Um, this week is kind of a little bit different because, um, I started to follow this woman on Instagram and one of the first images that I saw was, was oddly enough, when you check her out was not her beauty because she is a beautiful, very, very attractive woman. Uh, 28 years old, uh, last week was her birthday and I, uh, I, I, the image that I saw was her interacting with a young girl, probably three or four years old, um, who had one arm. And the cool part about that is the look of, of pure joy on that little girl's face. When she looked up at this beautiful woman who also not arm, I'm sorry. She had one hand who looked up at this beautiful woman who also had one hand. So I'm talking about Nicole, Ke- Nicole Kelly. You can go on Instagram and follow her right now. Nicole G Kelly. Um, she's a super, super cool girl. She was um, Miss uh, Iowa and then went on to be a contender in the Miss America pageant. The girl has one hand. So think about the progression of what we've done and what we've made in all these years where, you know, 28 years ago, you know, imagine having a child that only had one arm or one hand and then moving through life that way. And then, you know, there's a stigma that goes with that. And 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 we as people, I, I think that we're scared to ask questions and scared to talk to people who are different than we are. And that's one of the reasons why I can't say it enough that I love this show because I get to ask questions about people that are different than I am. And it's how I learn and how I evolve and how I've grown Into uh, I don't know a shorter fatter guy who knows, but I think that I'm a pretty open minded dude in a lot of stuff, and I'll tell you what that this show has really helped me with that, and I'm really glad that I get to do it, and I'm glad that you guys enjoy listening to this stuff because it's cool for me, you know, it's really cool. Look, this whole show started off with me being this traveling fool going all over the world and talking about my booze in and drinking and having fun, and it's evolved into this. But don't get me wrong, I got a great show coming up in a couple of weeks. We're going to talk about my latest amount of travels. So. (coughs) Man, killing me. But what I want you guys to do is I want you guys to sit back. This is a really cool episode. I want you to listen to my conversation with Nicole Kelly, um, who was uh, Miss Iowa. She was uh, a runner up in the Miss America pageant. Um, She has one hand. She is in the process right now of working with a company on some bionic stuff. Uh, This chick is a rock star. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Duffified Live, Nicole Kelly. Well, good morning, Nicole. How are you today?
1: Well, hello. I am doing all right. I just, uh, I'm trying to recover from a weekend of my brother just got married to to his best friend yesterday on Sunday. And so I'm okay. trying to recover here, um, but it was a wonderful event, but I'm behind on my sleep.
0: <laughs> and now, now you're in, well, one, congratulations on the addition to the family. That's awesome.
1: Thank you. Are, thank you. We like her. You,
0: you do like her. So, so that's like, there's no drama there.
1: There actually is not. And you know, last year I lived in DC for a while and I actually lived with her parents. And so, oh, I think so you know, she felt like family for a while. It's great. I think I read that.
0: Did you post something about that, that you lived with her parents?
1: Yeah. Yes. because Her parents are great and kind of felt like pseudo parents to me. So I do, I love talking about it and them, they're a cool yeah. power couple. So we're, we're uh welcome we're happy to welcome them into our family because they make
0: us look really cool and really good. <laughs> That's, cool. That's awesome, man. That's good. Yeah, I uh, yeah I, I feel that way about my sisters-in-law and all that stuff. So it's kind of cool. Cool. So okay, so why don't you do this first for everybody? One, I want you to tell us who you are. And then I also want you to tell us how it is that anybody who's listening to this right now can get in in contact with you or follow you or any of that and go.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. So hi, my name is Nicole Kelly, and I am a disability activist and educator and just all around whatever you kind of want or need me to be. I will happily do that for you as long as I get to talk about um, difference. And I got that start because uh, a handful of years ago, I actually won the title of Miss Iowa, which allowed me to compete at Miss America. And that experience Uh, really opened my eyes to the way that the world views beauty and views beauty standards because I was world news. The fact that this girl with a disability was being allowed to walk on a stage that... (laughs) you know, the, the, what is the idea of beauty? And do you, a person with a disability actually belong there? Um, it really cultivated and planted the seed of, wow, we need to talk about this. This is, this is something we need to get serious about and really share and educate with people. Um, so that's what I've been doing the past couple of years, traveling around the country to educate and share about my life. And you can find me, I have a website, it is Miss, M-I-S-S, Nicole G, because my middle name is Georgia Kelly, <laughs> with Nicole G. Kelly dot com. And then I'm on Instagram at Nicole G. Kelly. Uh, Twitter is also Nicole G. Kelly. And you can find ways to contact me, any of those places.
0: So what brought you into the world of beauty pageants? <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, other and, and for anybody who's not watching, I mean, Nicole, you're a beautiful woman. I mean, it's like, you know, I mean, looking at you initially, I was like, wow, she's a beautiful woman. And then as I started to go through your Instagram further, I started to see, and, and I'll be honest with you, the one picture that grabbed me, and I think it was a video actually, more than any sure. other was, there was a little girl that you were talking to and she had a disability as well. And I, yeah. I immediately sent you a message and said, "I'd hey, hey, I'd love to have you on the podcast.
1: Want to come hang out. Yeah. yeah. I, um, so wait, so what was the initial question? I'm sorry. I, I, <laughs> all okay. of that. I was trying to keep up with you and I love that little girl. I'll tell you about her in a second here, but what, what was the, the so question? Yeah. My, my
0: what brought you into the, the pageant world? I mean, oh, how did the, you,
1: the pageant yeah. world? Yes. Um, yes. So the pageant world is this very strange, mysterious, small seed of a world, um, that is, Is strange and wonderful all at the same time. Uh, I actually had never, ever, ever done a pageant in my entire life. Um, Didn't know anything about them and happened to have a friend who was involved with them who had reached out to me and said, hey, have you ever thought about doing this? You know, you have a very natural platform. And what a lot of people don't realize is that when you become Miss Iowa, Miss Texas, Miss Pennsylvania, whatever state you are, it becomes your full-time job to travel and to speak on your platform. So once I started asking questions and really kind of understanding that, you know, I, I, sure I might have to like add extra hairspray to my hair, but if I have to do that in order to get myself into school, to start sharing with kids, um, then I was willing to do that. So really essentially a friend had reached out to me and asked me if I was interested That happened in January, and you have to compete in what they call a local round, just really as a first round of a pageant, in order to make it to the the Miss Iowa stage, the state level stage. So I did that on a whim, and I won, and that allowed me to get really serious about it and really train and get ready for Miss Iowa. I competed for Miss Iowa in June, just a handful of months later. Happened to luckily win that. And then in September, I was competing at Miss America. So it all happened wow. extremely fast. My first pageant was yeah, in February and I was competing at Miss America that September, having never touched the pageant world before that. That's unbelievable.
0: <laughs> and and it's a, yeah, it a tight knit community. I mean, there's a lot of, I've, I've, I've met a couple of, of pageant people in the past. I'm actually friends with Miss petite USA. Um, Awesome. So I've kind of heard a lot of the stuff that, you know, in, in in the background and what happens in the background and all that stuff. And, you know, I mean, you get a bunch of women together that are going for a title like that. It's got to be crazy.
1: You know, you would think that it, it would be really caddy and it would be, you know, kind of like the silly parody movies that you see, but it's really not. You really, and I mean that honestly. I'm not just sure. filling you up with smoke here. It, you really are like a family and regardless of who wins that title every year, it's one of your good friends who, who's going to Miss America and that sure. in and of itself, it's just so much bigger than any of us that that's cool. Um, so yeah, actually all the girls who, who walked on the stage are incredibly intelligent, incredibly motivated, you know, most of them are, are there for the right reasons. And, and I couldn't be, you know, more proud to have, have been a representative of, of my home state in Iowa. So it was, it was honestly the actual pageant and girl part of it was a fantastic experience. The hard part of the experience was really grappling and coming to terms with seeing that the world really pointed at me as different and having to really, really, really see it from other people's eyes. Cause of course, you know, I've lived with myself my whole life. I was born with one hand. So that's, that's my difference. That's my disability. And I, nobody really knows why, but the the most the doctors can say is that at some point, um, in, in my growth, my hand just stopped growing and nothing else is, is wrong with me internally. You know, I have all my other limbs, three of the four. Um, (laughs) but feel really lucky to have been the the third child. It was my older brother who got married this weekend. And I also have an older sister. So I think by the time I came around, my parents really just adopted the attitude of, well, figure it out and keep up with your older brother and your older sister. Um, and that's, and that's what I did. And so I just lived in a world of, I can do it. I'll, I'll adjust. I'll do it differently than you, but, um, but let me, let me have a chance. Let me try to adapt. Let me let me figure it out. So that's, that's indeed what I did and how I did it. So it was quite shocking to step into a world where um, it, the difference was so on display because I, as silly as it sounds is I was ready for it, but I wasn't ready for it. Right. So that, I, that probably doesn't make any sense, but no, it, totally um, does. it was really, really, really magnified to an extreme level. So, yeah, yeah.
0: So, so growing up, I mean, and I actually I don't want to get into this until a little bit later because I wanted to talk a little bit more about the pageant stuff and and something else. But I do have this. this, No, 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 no. And that's the coolest part about this. Just talk. Seriously, just go to town. Just talk and just have fun. That's the coolest. That's why I never have a
1: problem with. (laughs) Yeah, I'm
0: I'm no stranger to a conversation myself. So, um, but so so what was that like? I mean. Cause I always try to think about like, I live my life in my last, in in my first 10, like in my industry, I'm a chef in the first, I talk about my first 10 in the industry and my last 10, my first 10 is never going to change. There's nothing that I can do that's ever going to go back and change that. But my, my last 10 is, is always evolving. So, you know, my last 10 yesterday was different than my last 10 today. So, and I always try to think about it in that way. So thinking about you growing up and, and I'm sorry, how old are you?
1: I actually, uh, tomorrow I will be 28 years old. Ah, Well,
0: congratulations. Happy birthday. (laughs)
1: Thank you. Thank Uh, you. I um, appreciate that.
0: So so think about, I mean, think about growing up then 28 years ago with having one hand and and being born now with with one hand. The difference is, uh, do you think? The internet. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, seriously. Oh my God. But I mean, <laughs> yeah. in your, in your, with the way that you are, I mean, your parents were at 28 years ago. We're like, Hey, look, figure it out. You know, yeah. we're not going to yeah. coddle you and yeah. push you through just because of the fact we're not going to make you a disabled child just because you have one yep. hand. But, but I think yep. that if we were to pass that forward to now, what do you think that there would have been a difference? Do you think your parents would have done things differently 28 years later?
1: Yeah, no, I I I a hundred percent think that they would. Um, and I say that because of what I interjected earlier, the internet has created this really magical and I mean, magical, I really do space for the culture that I'm a part of, I am a part of a specific culture. The difference is instead of being centrally located, and that's what we have in common, it it is this fact that the world treats us a very specific way, and we are located all around the country, right? So yeah. suddenly there is this way for parents to immediately, when they find out, I mean, my parents didn't even know till I was born that I was going to have one hand, but many times now parents know even in the ultrasound phases that their child will have one hand So Crazy. even before their child is born. Yeah. Even before their child is born, usually they are able to find and connect with this beautifully strong community that exists online of parents, of moms, of kids, of people like me who are grown up um, for, for those parents, because sure. Eve so, so that's wonderful that that exists. And I think the advantage to today's parents is you have to, I mean, I, I didn't realize this until I was talking to my mom as an adult, but she really had to more the idea of me being quote unquote normal, right? right. All of a sudden right. my, the way that I lived life, the way that I was perceived, she realized was going to be different. And she really had to come to terms with that reality Um, and kind of mourn that. So now there's this amazing support system online for those moms and those dads and those, all the families that are involved to kind of help encourage and get through that kind of mourning phase and get them excited and get them proud. And um, yeah, just, it's a a really cool, wonderful support system that now exists. And I don't think it's any less, um, I think it's still encouraging in the same way of go out there, just get it done. I still think that's the same message that's attached. Um, it just is much more at people's fingertips, which is awesome.
0: And, and I mean, you know, as, as, I mean, I have two girls, both my girls are, are, you know, they have all four limbs and, and there's, you know, they have, you know, they're, they're great brains and the whole nine yards, there's nothing, I I don't want to say the word, there's nothing wrong, but, but you understand what I say when I say that, not that there's anything wrong, but uh, like they're different. Yeah, there's nothing different. Yeah. I mean, except for the fact that my daughter's a redhead. You know, I mean, that's like her, her world right. of being different. But, right.
1: But I mean, what was that? <laughs> How old is she?
0: She's 17.
1: Okay. Yeah. So that would be a big difference right now in her world. Fully, yeah. but <laughs>
0: fully embraces her redhead ability. I mean, it is. And not only is it. she a redhead, but she's four foot 11 and weighs yes. like 100 pounds. Now, my other daughter is, uh, Fiona is five, three and a half. And yep. is is built like like a like a brick shit house. I mean it's it's just this it. kid. she literally it. <laughs> has like if you looked at her, you'd be like, oh, she's a speed skater because she has these powerful, powerful legs and these powerful oh, shoulders. It's a riot. yeah, and she yep. embraces that as well. But,
1: is, but I mean has she ever tried to be a speed skater?
0: You know Fiona has <laughs> she's a speed texter. she's a speed snapshot oh, ooh. it's okay, impressive. Catch her, catch her. They will ultimately have that (laughs) as an Olympic sport, and she will win it. I know that. Um, But so, I mean, trying to remember back, I mean, did you did you feel different? I mean, was there something where you looked around? You're like, well, why don't I have two hands? I mean, and 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 how does that move you forward? What is that feeling like? Sure.
1: Well, I think that the answer is yes, but I think we all in whatever way that is your daughter has red hair you know you feel you feel a little bit of that people are asking me about my red hair people have questions about it people want to touch it people want to whatever it may be there's that curiosity behind it so certainly i mean i would say that as a kid i was very much an ignorant bliss and then middle school and high school you start to become much more aware of of the way the world perceives you. You would spend time with me and I am just used to every person I meet. At some point, I am going to address with them, yes, I do have one hand. Right. And you may ask me questions about it. And then eventually you'll forget after you've known me for a while because you'll have watched me adapt and adjust and how I do different things. Um, but, But I'm saying that In order to get to, yes, I absolutely felt that difference, but I was kind of living in a safety pocket bubble. I grew up in a town of 10,000 people, just a tiny, tiny town. So I really was quite safe because I knew everybody and everybody knew me. So I think college was really the first time that I had to really confront the fact that when I would go places, people really would. Do, do a double take. People sure. really would have questions. And that kind of starts the the thought process of, is that facetious? Do, how do I address that? How do right. I talk about that? How do I educate them? What What is the right way to go about interacting with people when you constantly are being looked at a little bit differently? Um, which but is also- a little bit hard, but I think Oh, go
0: ahead. Sorry. Uh, but I think it's, I mean, one, you grew up in a town of 10,000. You went to preschool, elementary school, middle school, high school, all with the same people. So, yeah. you know, it's not like you all of a sudden in seventh grade moved from Iowa over to Utah and had to start it all over again. So everybody already Correct. knew you, who you were, what you did, <clears throat> what your. Want you know, the, the, what you, you, what you did. I mean, that was the world, but then you yes. go to college and you are, you've got to start all over again.
1: Yes. Yes. And how, how do you go about having those conversations casually right. and coolly and not, and it really is, there's no science to it. You just have to do it weird and awkward and wrong for a while, sure. which sucks. Um, <laughs> But I I joke that I call it my teacher hat and I just almost now that I'm going to be 28 tomorrow, I've had plenty of time to practice and you just get comfortable addressing it with people. And you can tell if people have more questions or you can tell, you know, you just kind of there's no handbook in how to do it like anything else. But you do get comfortable just kind of putting on the teacher hat and saying, all right, this is my chance to educate you. And isn't that cool? And it's a part of my life. and, And it just is. Um, but so hopefully uh, I, I try to always go into the world with a gracious spirit, <laughs> um, so hopefully but I think my that, interactions are gracious.
0: But I think that we, and, and this is one thing from, from, you know, I, I have a friend of mine who has one leg. I have a friend of mine, you know, who has, has a disform, you know, has a disformation on his face and stuff like that. And, and one of the things sure. that we've always talked about is that we're more uncomfortable than they are, than you are. Oh, You know, and so we're the ones that create that uncomfort. And and I've I've tried to I try to put this with my girls all the time. You know, one in that situation, and my girls are super cool and and they've seen the world, you know, so they don't they don't look and go, Oh my god, that girl only has one hand. You know, they go, Oh wow, that's pretty cool. I wonder how she buttons her pants. You know, like those are the questions that my girls start to raise because we all kind of we're very inquisitive people, but but I yep. think it's we are the ones that make it uncomfortable.
1: Sure. It's, it's true because you, you being kind of a guest stepping into my world are experiencing my normal for the first time. And that's yeah. no fault of yours or whoever it may be that I'm encountering, which is why I have to just be okay with wearing that teacher hat all the time because it is my normal. It is something yeah. that I'm not constantly thinking about even even addressing it all the time, I'm not even constantly thinking about that because that has become a part of my normal. So I am a huge advocate of people asking questions and wanting to know more about it, because the second that you're telling your child not to look, the second that you're telling your child not to ask questions, yeah. those are those are the very important moments that you are making what I have shameful. And nothing about what I am or who I am or what I have is shameful. Sure. Um, So yeah, I'm a huge, I'm a huge proponent of ask all the questions all the time.
0: Hey everybody, let's welcome to the show a new sponsor. Let's talk about eLiquid.com. All right. Step up your vape game this season with eLiquid.com. You can browse through the largest selection of liquid, hardware, replacement coils vape accessories and do-it-yourself supplies that you're going to find anywhere replenish your favorite e-liquid try something new grab a starter kit or treat yourself to an upgrade whatever you choose eliquid.com is sure to have it it's value priced ready to be shipped directly to you in lightning speed be sure to check out eliquid.com everything vape simplified you know I'm no stranger. I'll take a hit off some vape every now and then, especially when I go down into Florida, hang out with my boys and my girls and everybody down there. Eliquid.com makes vape shopping easier than ever. No need to leave the house in search of a specific brand or product. ELiquid.com provides fast, user-friendly experience with amazingly quick delivery. Plus, did you guys know? There's over 1,800 e-liquids in there. Hardware, replacement coils, vape accessories, totaling over 44,000 items that they have in stock. It's as simple as that, okay? So here's what you guys are going to do. You're going to go to the website of eliquid.com forward slash Duffy. Definitely use the promo code at the end. When you're all done picking your fun stuff out, use the promo code of Duffy during checkout. That is how you're going to get 20% off your first purchase. I'm going to do this one more time. For 20% off your first purchase, visit E-L-I-Q-U-I-D.com forward slash Duffy. Use the promo code of Duffy during checkout or else you're not going to get 20%. Pay attention to what I'm telling you to do. Go buy some stuff. So what did you go to college for?
1: So I actually went to college for directing and theater management. Random. And lived (laughs) in New York City for a while and did uh, backstage work in uh, Broadway shows for a while.
0: <laughs> wow. That's pretty cool. How random is that?
1: Yeah, it was. it was.
0: What shows were you did, were you involved in? Anything? So like- I
1: was there for a year. I didn't do, I didn't probably the musicals that you've heard of. I was not a part of. However, I have friends in all of the shows. <laughs> so that's the best part. When I go back to New York, I can get into any show I want for free. It's awesome. <laughs> um, <laughs> But I actually worked for, um, there's an amazing theater called Manhattan Theater Club, and they run three shows a year on 47th Street, so just right outside Times Square there. Um, And I started as their intern in the fall, and then I moved on and was a part of, um, I actually was, I'm not saying this title I'm about to tell you. I was a child wrangler on their last show of the season, and then I actually left that show to go compete to be Miss Iowa. So that's why I right. left. <laughs> that's why I left New York City because I went to be Miss Iowa. Um, so,
0: but it was an amazing community and an amazing experience. So uh, did somebody call you and say, you should be Miss Iowa? Or did you think, I really want to find a newer platform? And I, we, we addressed this a little bit in the beginning, but, but where did that, what, what, what light bulb went off at that point for you to say, okay, I'm done doing this. I want to go and do this now.
1: Yeah, I actually, um, so I'm really excited. The past couple of months, I've been working with um, a producer from The Moth and I've been crafting and creating a story to share on The Moth, which is um, a really cool also podcast to share with people your story. And we have had, the producer and I for that show have had constant conversation about this because it's something that, Um, I had to get really honest with myself about because I absolutely loved being in New York City. I loved working backstage on the show. So why, why did I give that up to go to Iowa and be Miss Iowa? Why why would I do that? Um, And the honest, honest answer, which was really, really hard for me to admit out loud to myself, was that I wanted to be the person in front. I didn't want to be backstage. And, you know, I had been living in, in this space where I had kind of been okay with denying that to myself for a long time. And, and I saw this loophole in the pageantry world where I could be on stage. I could audition for a part where I, I could have one hand and that was okay. There aren't right. any parts for one-handed people in, in movies or TV shows or on stage on Broadway that they don't exist. Um, and when they do exist, it's Mad Max and they CGI the handout, right? <laughs> right. So, um, which I have been that for for Halloween, So don't worry. You can check out I that got costume this. online. <laughs> <Okay>. um, <laughs> but it really, honestly, I wanted, I have too much to say. I'm way too much of a talker. I'm way too loud. I want to yell into the void as much as possible. And I wanted to be on stage. So honestly, I, I think that I, I, thought I found this loophole subconsciously where I really was auditioning for a part where I was allowed to be on stage, allowed to be in front where I had never really been allowed that before. Um, So yeah, that's, that's some honest talk right there. Interesting new realization of my life.
0: And then what, what was it like? I mean, so you, you, you win Miss Iowa and now you're standing in front of the world. I mean, and you are, and look, you are the only person who is up on that stage at that point who is different. Everybody's, you know, everybody's made up, everybody's in their gowns, everybody's doing everything. And, and you're the only person who's up there who has one hand. Was there, was there any, was there something psychological at that point? Or was there, or were you like, I got this, I've done this for 26 years.
1: <laughs> I wish, I wish that I was in that secondary space. <laughs> but the answer is um, the answer is no. I actually went to Miss America insistent upon the fact that my message was, I am no different. I am no different. Like right. constantly, over and over and over again. And and that really was to my detriment because my message going in and my pride and my heart should have been in a place where I was willing and able to say, I am different. And right. that is beautiful. And that is intelligent. And that is, you know, everything you are looking for, that is what I am. And I also happen to be different. So it really was, that, that was the hard part of Miss America for me, because I was trying so hard to, to live in a space where I was saying, yes, I do have one hand, but also where I was saying, but I'm no different. I'm no different. I'm no different. I'm no different. Right. You know, and, and really kind of denying myself the the pride that could have been there. So that's now what I've tried to exude. Right. Hopefully.
0: Well, you do, and you do it really well. So
1: Thank you. I appreciate it.
0: <laughs> um, I, I think one of the, you know, as I, as I started to follow you, and, and again, I want you to talk to me about that girl. Because that was the one that I looked at that picture, and look, I have girls, so I have I have this, this love for 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 daughters, you know, and and that is just un unimaginable Uh, to me. The way that I feel about my girls is unimaginable to any other human being. But there was that moment there where that little girl just had to see somebody like her in a grown up version was just brilliant. It was the coolest yeah. little thought to watch this girl look at you and be like, oh my God, she's bigger than me and we look alike. <laughs> that was so cool. So, who is she?
1: We are somewhat the same. So, I have been um, incredibly, incredibly lucky in the fact that just since I've been in the world and been out speaking and uh, been doing all of these things, I have been able to go to camps all over the country for kids who have one hand. I've been able to just like meet and be around and just, just be in, in community face to face with so many lovely cute one-handed girls. And, And this video you're talking about, um, what was so fun is this little girl, Mia is her name. She is from Michigan and her family happened to visit Chicago where I am. So of course I wanted to meet them for lunch and this two year old little thing, we went and we got food together and she is the best speaker. She, me is three now, um, but she's the best little talker you've ever met in your entire life. So it's like this little 40 year old inhibiting this little two year old body. And I will never forget my favorite part of that day is the waitress came and was taking her order and little Mia looks at the waitress so seriously and says, I will have spaghetti with the socks on the side, <laughs> and then just like turns away from the waitress furiously. Um, but anyway, so so the video is actually Mia and I then together, and we are just like waving our little arms that don't have hands together. Right, and yet again, it's it's that idea where you're getting to be a community with somebody who you understand. I understand everything that she's going to experience from her two year old self up until now. I know. How awkward she's going to be as she tries to figure out what side to sit on with boys when they go to the movies for the first time and she wants right. to hold their hand. I know, you know, the awkward moments she's going to share as she tries to figure out the right way to, to talk about having one hand, right? So it's just all of this unspoken, beautiful sameness. Um, and I, I love having the chance then to kind of have one-on-one community time with, with these little people and their families and to be able to share with them and just give whatever strength or knowledge or encouragement I can to them. Because ultimately, the fact is, is, we are different and we do encounter things differently and people interact with us differently. So let's talk about it and let's talk about it openly. What is your daughter going to experience? What is that going to look like? And 90% of it is wonderful, you know, but let's, let's actually talk about what that is. So, yep, that's, that was little Mia coming to visit Chicago and, and us sharing spaghetti with sauce on the side.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And then, you know, one of the other things that, that we know, you know, as a, as a person with two hands, we, we never think about is clothing, getting dressed, you know, having a, you know, I mean, you walk into a, you know, my girls walk into a mall and they walk into a store and they grab their size and they go. But there was yeah. something that Tommy Hilfiger had done that I thought was brilliant, which was the magnets on the jacket that you were wearing.
1: Yeah, so they it's a really, really exciting um that mainstream clothing lines are starting to clue into the fact that not everybody live life standing up or not everybody has two hands. You know, some people have mobility issues, whatever that may be. And they actually have created a main line that you can buy. That is, yeah, I have, they sent me um, a jacket. That's all magnets in the front. It's my favorite thing in the entire world. I wear it every (laughs) single day, even when it's 90 degrees out today in Chicago and it is, Um, (laughs) but they have all kinds of different, um, all different kinds of items of clothing, whether that be skirts or shirts or jackets or dresses, where just by simple things like replacing buttons with velcro and magnets and, right. and specifically where they're being placed on the clothing, it actually makes it much easier for people who have differences to be maybe more independent, and get themselves dressed, and then also be able to look stylish in addition to that. Right. Um, so it, it's a really, really exciting death that's being taken and and I have a lot of hope that other mainstream um, clothing lines will take note and really kind of follow that lead because there's a need for it and there's if if for no other reason there's a market for it and they can make money (laughs) seems to me like you need to start your own
0: seems to me like you need to start your own clothing line
1: you have connections.
0: Can you help me out? <laughs> uh, I I I I know a couple of fun people. Let me let me uh let's see what we can do. I have a friend of mine who used to design okay. aprons and all of that stuff, and she's got a great connection. We'll, we'll talk. I, I'll I'll do a couple of connections. Okay. I believe that the world that I live in, and and again, I talk about my first ten and my last ten, but I believe that yeah. we're all connectors, and that's and as, as yeah. soon as if everybody realizes that that we all have something to offer to other people. That yeah. we're all connectors. And and yeah. my job is, you know, I always say, look, it's it's three away. It's you to me, me to them, and them to you. You know, that's the yeah. world that we live in. And if we all do the little part of connecting, you know, I, I took a vacation a couple months ago with and my cousin booked my trip for me. Well, yeah. I, I'm surprised she's not pissed off at me because all I do is text her and one other person and say, Hey, talk to Lauren. Yeah. Lauren's gonna take care of you. You know, we're connectors. That's what we <laughs> do. so, yes. so uh, yeah, it sounds to me like you need to start your own clothing line. So
1: I, I don't hate that idea. Honestly, <laughs> I, I really don't.
0: <laughs> so now,
1: yeah, I would love, Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
0: No, no. I want you to go, go ahead. Clothing. No, line. I
1: was just going to say, there's certainly, there's certainly um, a lot of people doing a lot of amazing things. So there are certainly lots of organizations who, who are covering lots of cool things and pushing lots of things forward. So, um, Yes. So I'm glad that's all I was going to say. So awesome
0: to see the mainstream of it, you know, I mean, it's. I mean, it's. It's like such a great. And, and it. Look, I'm. I mean, me being an outsider, part of that, I have no idea what's happening on the back end. You know, and and, and yep. I just saw the joy in your face when you put that jacket yep. on, and you closed that with one hand, and you opened it up, and you closed it again, and you opened it up, and you're like, I can't wait to go outside. And there was just so much yeah. excitement of for the for the most basic thing that we take for granted. Yeah, You know, I mean,
1: yeah.
0: I, I I broke my foot once that sucked
1: yep.
0: for three months, <laughs> but it was three months, Ew,
1: three months is too
0: long. I, well, trust me. It was, I broke it twice and I did it again and whatever, but
1: did you have to have surgery? Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> no, I just, I just had the boot on. So I, I'm doing well. Okay. I still get okay pain when it, when it rains, but, but, other, <laughs> but I don't have to live with that for the rest of my life. Yes.
1: Yeah.
0: I didn't have that struggle then- for the rest of my life.
1: And it's not that people are not adaptable because certainly I just, I've learned to just buy short sleeved clothing and I've learned, you know, I've learned the ways to adapt to mainstream clothing and I do it now really without thinking about it, but, but to be considered and to be, to be thought of, because there are, there is a huge number of us who really could use that i of course have never had a jacket until now that is all magnets that's all i would buy all the time if that was the option right it just is so much easier and living and in chicago without realizing kidding? that was i know i know oh. i really do wear it every day it's real <laughs> so it it is important and and this kind of goes hand in hand this idea of mainstream with what I touched on earlier, realizing, you know, I wanted to be on stage. I wanted to be in the middle of things, but there aren't any parts for me. I don't, I don't see people like me on television ever. Who do I see on TV like me? I can't name you one person that I know who is on TV. Who's like me. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's a problem. So where, where are we on the runways? Where are we in print ads? Where are we in TV shows? Well, we're starting
0: to see it more. I mean, you know, I I remember like, uh, target had, uh, they did an ad and they had a down syndrome, uh, a boy who had down syndrome in their ads.
1: Yes.
0: You know, yes. and the, and the so funny these part are the is,
1: things that we, Oh, sorry. I, uh, yeah. These are the things that we encourage and we celebrate hardcore because that, that really is a little step, but it's a huge step massive. to see it at all. Big deal. Yep. Yep.
0: I mean, that's massive when yep. you think about it in, 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 the ads to do stuff like that. But, um, so, and one of the things that you have been even more involved in is with the bionic action, the bionic end of this.
1: That's right. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, okay. So essentially I grew up like trying prosthetics, hating prosthetics because technology really wasn't in a place where I had caught up. And I happened to be, speaking, talking, I like to talk, if you can't tell, is my main <laughs> gig. So I, I travel and I speak all over the place and I happen to have been brought in to speak at a prosthetics convention. And I was wandering the trade show floor, just kind of talking and connecting to people there. And, um, a guy of this company called CoAct had me sit down and try his product. And what it is, is it's a smart computer that goes inside of a prosthetic that learns your muscle movement. And you can actually train the computer to remember your muscle patterns. So the hand will open, close, point, you know, like do whatever grip you want it to do based on you training your muscles and training it to move. And it absolutely blew my mind. I had written off prosthetics. I had written it off completely. And the the day after I met Blair and tried his product, I sent him a message and I said, "I, I how do I how do we become friends? How do I get this? What do I do?" Um, so for about the past well, it's been almost a year now because it was last summer that really we got it my prosthetic fit correctly. Um, I've been using this really awesome bionic hand and trying to adjust to life with two hands. Yeah, that but was one my, of my next hands question. Being like, Super tech. It's <laughs> crazy. It's a crazy change. It really is.
0: But I mean, and and, and because now here's a, here's a, a I'm going to ask a very straightforward question for you.
1: Sure.
0: You know, I mean, does that in any way, and I don't know if this question is going to come out the right way.
1: Okay. Because
0: right. now it changes, it changes the dynamic of your life in a certain way. And I have a lot of questions about yes. prosthetics, but I want to answer this question first. It changes okay. a lot of the dynamic of your life because now, with the prosthetic, with the bionic arm, you now have two fully functioning hands. Obviously, one is bionic. But mm-hmm. do, does that change your platform at all? For no, what? Because it, it's
1: still, so here's the difference the, the answer is no, because finally we are in a place where just just like we're talking about adaptable clothing and that being helpful and useful and being a tool that actually is something I can use to make life easier, this prosthetic and this smart computer inside of it is the same idea and the same concept. It is a tool that can be used to help make my life easier. Now, with that being said, do I use it for every single activity I do? I do not. Right. An example is I'm super fast at typing on a keyboard and I use... The, the end of my left arm that doesn't have a hand, I actually use it for shift and what a and S a couple of letters. I use right. it without thinking about it and I can type very quickly. Well, I'm not, I'm not going to try to peck with a robot hand truddle, when I know that I ASDF, JKL
0: semi. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's not going to happen. So certainly there are still limitations, but we are entering for the first time into a a phase of the world where technology, when it comes to specifically prosthetic hands, now I'm not talking about limbs and and other things are different. So I'm only talking hands here. Hands really are entering into a space where they actively can be a helpful tool to be wearing. And we've never been here before. So it's a really crazy, unknown, weird, cool space that we're in. It's awesome, actually.
0: That's pretty wild. So how much, and I mean, the the prosthetics are expensive. You know, I mean, how, I mean, how much is a, is a, is an average, uh, uh, I don't know, a beginner level prosthetic. I mean, how much does, does something like that cost?
1: That's a good conversation. And the answer is it should always be covered by insurance. Always. It's not. Wow. It always should be. And there are, it should be, it's not always. um, And in fact, the, the talk of changes that were happening last fall and kind of continue to rumble around are actually extremely detrimental to people like me who do use prosthetic limbs because what they were talking about, we would totally be cut out of that equation. And all of a sudden would have to be paying for these tools that can be really helpful and useful to us. Um, so that just like on a on an activism level immediately gets me kind of worked up. Uh, sure. The answer is just like anything else, just like a car, just like a house, there are the different levels of, of what you're getting of basic, super fancy. And so it's always going to widely range. Um, most, most insurance companies will cover what, what the basics are so they can at least get you into an awesome prosthetic who can custom make you some sort of prosthetic to get you going on the road right. or you know, hopefully not any more than the gas that took you to get there. Um, now, how, so, but yeah, the, the idea the want would be to cover everything all the time.
0: Of course. So how yeah. far, so how far up is your arm, how far below your elbow, how far is your sure. arm?
1: Yeah. So I have what it looks like, um, is I have my shoulder, then I have my entire left, like forearm, not forearm's not the right word. Was it my upper arm? And the I have my arm, yeah. elbow, my bicep. Thank you, yeah, my bicep. I have my entire bicep, and I have my elbow. And then I have about two inches below my okay. elbow, at which point, at the end of the two inches, it really just, well, it just kind of smooths over and it, it just comes to a point, kind of, of sure. where I still have all the bones that are there that started to form. But um, yeah, about two inches below my elbow we would go visit the Shriners. Shriners is amazing, cannot give right. the Shriners enough praise for what they do. Um, we would always go, I would always get fitted, but the options that were available at that time were extremely heavy. They would have some sort of strap that then would hook around, oh it's my, my God, left yeah. hand that I'm missing, but they would have a strap that would hook around my actual right shoulder like every, everything about it was just way more hindrance sure. than it actually was helpful. Especially so for a kid. Through, especially for a kid, right? And, and there are all of these, it'll be interesting to watch the evolution of now, now that the tech is kind of catching up and being useful, whether the children will actually adapt to it, because I can tell you that all of the adults that I know who had one hand, we all tried them and we all ditched them. Because it just wasn't helpful. It was much more hindering than it was helpful. Um, So the next 20 or 30 years will be really, really interesting to observe. So the answer is, yes, I had them. I would try to wear them for a while, and eventually they would be put at the back of the closet. So it's a really cute collection of little hands, like (laughs) you can see growing up.
0: (laughs) I can't imagine being like your parents. I mean, I look at my girls, and I'm like, I just bought you a pair of shoes last week, and you don't even wear them.
1: You know, right? I, I mean, imagine having
0: that conversation with like a $10,000, you know, prosthetic, right? 15 or 20. And you're like, where's your arm? Why aren't you Where out? is like,
1: it? Go get it. Exactly. I'm just sure it's infuriating. I thought you were, were going to wear that just and, back, and back <laughs> even before the internet, like, I'm, uh, they must have, I guess I should ask them this, but they must have felt like, oh, gosh, all the other parents. Make their kids wear it, and my kid is uh, the one uh, rebel who won't wear it. You know, I, I wonder. I should ask that question, but, but again, the the Shriners are amazing, and cannot say enough good about them because they really help cover costs that insurance don't.
0: That's cool. That's awesome. So now yes. with the with the bionic, I mean, how far? Uh, how far? I mean, I, you know, I, I've watched you open the bottles and and do that stuff, and I mean, how far along? is that with you now? I mean, are you working with them? Is this something that, y- you know, you could be a spokesperson for? I mean, is this something that you're, you're moving into or what?
1: So yeah, I am an ambassador for them. And so, yes, that is for sure a partnership to answer that part of it. As far as the, like, practical using and how am I doing, It's so it's interesting just, um, like, I guess it was last week, I met up with a friend who I hadn't seen since I very first got it, and we were talking about it, and I was like, you know I don't know, the honest answer is I feel like sometimes I get lazy and I plateau, where I'll, instead of like now trying to practice how to do something that maybe is harder to do with it, I'll just take it off now, whereas when I first got it, of course, everything was hard, and I would try to use it, and I would actually try to learn. But it was fascinating because she was like, no, Nikki, like the difference between when I saw you when you first had it to now, it's hugely different. And I, of course, am living with it every day. I, I don't realize and I don't pay attention at all. feels What feels hard feels hard. What feels easy feels easy. Sure. Um, but it's, it's the little things that make the huge difference. The now I can use a salt and pepper grinder because I can actually on. Wow, the salt and I can, you know, grind salt sure. It is when I'm wandering around anywhere, it could be anywhere, I, I'm always used to having my phone in my right hand, which means that I can't do anything because, right. you know, my phone's in my hand, but now I can transfer that over and even just holding my phone in that bionic hand makes a huge difference. So it's funny because all of these kind of little life things have crept in and do feel much more natural now. But with that being said, of course, I, I mean, I've lived 27 years without sure. hands. So also, I would be lying to you if I didn't say that it, it does feel weird to wear it every day, even though sure. it feels more normal because I've been wearing it for a while. It still is weird. It still doesn't feel fully a part of me. And I, I think that's okay. I think that's all right. Um, but yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. So, and now what is it, what is it? I mean, I I ask all the questions here. So what does it feel like when it's on your arm? I mean, is it heavy? Is it, does it get sweaty? I mean, how does it, how does it hold itself onto your arm? So,
1: good question. It does get sweaty. My brother, who just got (laughs) married, um, he got married in Kansas City on a nice cool 95 degree day and let me tell you what (laughs) it was miserable i was miserable i popped that sucker off on the eddy bus we were on um no so the way that it it actually stays on is the the prosthetist the the guy who actually made the hand itself out of um, a soft plastic they are able to move my the end of my arm and it actually fits on almost like it's a shoe and it, my arm just slides right in and it goes up past my elbow a little bit, which hinders my range of motion as far as actually like moving my elbow up and down, it, it affects right. a little bit, but it really just slides on like a shoe and stays on because it fits like a glove really, I mean, but it literally is a glove I think oh, that I'm putting true. on at first it was really heavy. It was because why I've never had any reason to build any kind of muscle on that side of my arm. Sure. So it did take a while to get used to. And as far as weight, weight distribution is weird on it because the hand itself is, is the part of the machine that it's heavy. So I have this awkward, my, my forearm is just kind of a hollow white thing that doesn't weigh much and it's the hand. So that means the weight distribution is all the way at the end of the arm where I'm carrying the weight, if that makes sense. And so that also was hard to get used to at first because the, the heavy part was way at the end, way far away from where my actual arm was. Right. Um, but now, now I pop it on and don't think twice about the weight. So it right. fits, like I said, it. I have to put lotion on before I put it on because it's like a glove, but I just, without even thinking, will put the lotion on, pop the hand on and Run Go about you. my business. Sure. Yep. Yep. Exactly.
0: That's super cool. That's cool. But yeah. it's almost, its kind of Thank funny you. because after after all the years of learning to do everything that you've done, you're you're learning again.
1: Yes.
0: And something yes. that is so helpful at the same time is kind of a hindrance.
1: Hugely so. Even the the littlest thing. Going, I'm going to Chipotle to get food, and now okay. I'm at the checkout, and I. I'm faced with getting my debit card out of my wallet and that suddenly right. is a new process for me. It really is, like it was exhausting the first few months. I think those I've kind of eased into the easy things like that now where I have a system and a routine, but it was mentally and emotionally exhausting to wear for the first couple of months because every moment of things that, that I was doing, I was relearning how to do. Right. Yeah. So,
0: so what is your, what is your job? Now, I mean, well,
1: you live in Chicago. First of all,
0: what brought you? What brought you to Chicago? So
1: I, I Chicago. am, I do. Chicago is uh, a great city. It really. I was is. just
0: there on it's, Sunday, it's, Monday last week. Just so you know.
1: So, what are your favorite restaurants to go to here?
0: Uh, you know, what? I love RPM. I think it's a one of I, I okay. one of my favorite steakhouses. I love. Okay. I love RPM. Yeah. I mean, girl in the. Goat. I'm not
1: lying to you. I was just talking about RPM just the other day. I've actually never been there, but That's, I was with a group of people who were like, "You have to go." You
0: know, what? it's like it's super swanky. There's, it's just okay. you walk in and you feel, you feel classy. It's like black and white, that. long white drapes that hang along the the windows and big fluffy kind of comfortable, almost too comfortable chairs when you sit in, especially if you're going to have a steak. Like if I'm going to have a steak, I want to sit up. I want to, I want a straight sure. back. I don't want to lean back at sure. all. You know what? It's, sure. it's super swanky. Like I, 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 how could I, it made me feel classy being in the restaurant.
1: I love that. You know, and
0: I'm that. like. I'm a tattooed guy. I wear hats all the time. I'm in jeans 95 yeah. to 98% of the time. And, uh, yeah. you know, but I just felt, I felt like I was transformed back into like the thirties and forties.
1: Oh, I love it. That era. Oh, I love yeah. it.
0: Yeah. yeah, you'll love uh, well, it.
1: Well, and especially with the like Chicago-y, like I, I immediately go to like, I don't know, the like gangster culture that was here. Yeah. I like that. I it. it's <laughs> huge. Well, next time you're here, my, my two favorite restaurants um, are Hop Leaf, which is in Andersonville, and then Funwa, which is right by me in uh, Little Asia. Both of them are amazing. At Funwa, you get the entire duck. They serve you the duck, and then they take the bones away to actually make you like yeah. a soup. And oh, ah. it's incredible. And Hop Leaf has amazing oysters, if you like oysters. I
0: think so. Sense. I don't know about the yeah, oysters running in and out of Chicago, though.
1: That's kind You of, see, and I felt the same way until I tried them, and they're incredible. They really are.
0: Well, I mean, in this day and age, you can get shipped in. I mean, I know, like, for, I love the Midwest. I love the spirit of the Midwest. I love the culture of the Midwest. And there's something Thank about you. Chicago where, where, one, it's like every man over the age of 50 looks like Mike Ditka. And sounds like you're not wrong. It's like everywhere you go, there's that mustache, there's that hair, there's that jacket. It's like the same no matter where you go, and I love it. I mean, I I just I love Chicago. So.
1: It's a good city. It really is. But that's actually really hilarious, and I'm not. I'm not even going to disagree with you. I'm not even
0: going to disagree. <laughs> um, another great restaurant is <laughs> Girl in the Goat. Girl on the Goat is beautiful. Just a great, okay. really cool, fun spot to go into. We um, just recently eat. I was just there. I, I was. I was like out. Oh, I went to the ping pong bar.
1: Ping pong bar. Oh, was that, oh.
0: Oh, what was that what in was Chicago? That yeah. That's like. I? We Well,
1: I mean, we for sure do have one, but I'm trying to think of, I might not be helpful here. Yeah, I got We'll you. talk about ping pong bars, but...
0: Great bar. If
1: you have, if you want to go, okay, so the best bar actually is in, I live in Uptown, and the best bar, hands down, hands down, is on a Friday night between okay. 6 and 8 p.m. It's called the Green Mill. And it is the place that Al Capone would go for his drinks. And you okay. walk in, and it has not changed an inch since then. Oh. It is so classy. It's so old school. You have to pay in cash. And the best part is they have an amazing organist who sits in the middle of the bar and plays you jazz while you drink your beer. It is incredible. Have it's, you been? It's an experience unlike any other. Oh, we go we go every Friday because it's like two blocks from my house. So <laughs> it, join us anytime.
0: I will, trust <laughs> you, we, I, we're, I, I love, especially after talking to somebody because we get, we end up getting kind of personal on the shows and this is what I love about it because I I, I think I do the show more for me than anything else because I'm a super inquisitive person. I want, I ask sure. questions all the time, but have you been to Three Dots and a Dash?
1: No. Oh. I Talk about people with it. I know. I this is one that I regret that I have to say no because I've had conversations with people about it. So it I I hang my head in shame.
0: Awesome. It's one of the. Okay. I mean, it's, it's my one of super classy kind of that you you walk it and it's in a basement underneath of a country okay. bar, a country barbecue bar that's upstairs. So you have to walk down these steps. They actually had to dig out a portion of the floor in the basement because it was too short to do this bar in. But so I mean, and the cocktails like you can get a cocktail for nine bucks or you can get a cocktail for three hundred dollars. They do right, everything. Right. It's awesome. Tiki bar. All of the glasses are custom and beautiful and it's a super cool spot. You have to go. Awesome. To Three Bash. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. That's
1: my homework. I, I will do that. I will do that. Uh, maybe, maybe I'll do that for my birthday tomorrow.
0: There you go. Have you do, a I have, do I need it? I wonder if I I'm have a what? Uh, hold on. I'm trying to think if I have, I used to have the general manager's phone number. Let I me see what get I get a
1: reservation.
0: Let me see what okay. I can do. All
1: right.
0: Let me see. Right. I'll, I'll reach out to one of my guys. Um, ha, have you been cool. to Snickers? Have I been to where? Snickers. No, I've never even heard of that.
1: Okay. That's my so favorite Snickers candy
0: bar. is over near, do you know the Hotel The Wit? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yep. So it's over near The Wit. I don't know what part of town that's in, but it's over near The Wit. And okay. it's a great dive bar with these, like, super beautiful Russian bartenders who want to kill you.
1: <laughs> they hate you. You aren't really selling me on it, honestly. No, no. <laughs>
0: But it's a great dive bar because there's a great vibe on the cool. inside. These women just, cool. like, they're stunning, and you can feel them throwing daggers at you while you're ordering awesome. your drink. It's a riot. I love it. I love everything
1: it's, about that. Okay, yeah, wait, so, what was that Snickers you said? That's
0: Snickers, yeah. Um, okay, you know what else I'll noted. do is I'll connect you with my good, my friend, her name is Christine. I'm not going to tell you her last name. I'll tell, I'll give it to you later, but she does okay. a tremendous amount with the Illinois Restaurant Association. So she's <gasps> an awesome person to connect with for whatever yeah. it is that you need. And, and I'll, I'm, I'm, I might do an introduction for you guys. So she's a super cool. cat. Okay, good. Um,
1: cool, yeah, I have
0: taken an hour of your life away. So. Um, I want to know one more thing like what do, you, what do you what do you want what do you want to leave what do you want me to walk away with from talking to you what is the one thing
1: man I think the message I'm constantly trying to push is um, always uh, I mean the first thing is always please be curious please ask questions because the only way that we as people are going to bridge these imaginary gaps that we've created are to talk about it and to tell and share our stories and to ask questions of one another about what experiences we've we've encountered and we've shared. Um, And I think the other part would would just be be aware of your surroundings now of, of what mainstream things are actually including us. Because we are a group of people who are not considered very often. And really that has become my my fight and my push is how do we how are we considered how do we make ourselves mainstream um and just just be just the awareness of it is huge it's huge um there are certainly a lot of people and a lot of groups doing amazing work but there is certainly a lot of work that that needs to be done so i think that's what i would leave you with who uh, who handles your bookings for you I actually, just very recently, I joined with um, Kepler Speaking and they're an amazing agency who they represent everybody from, you know, the leaders of the Me Too movement to the leaders of Black Lives Matter and I just am in stitches over the fact that they have even considered me to be a part of their roster, so yeah, they are, you can go to Kepler Speakers and, and find me that way actually also too.
0: All right, Nicole, do me a favor. Give us your Instagram and your Twitter and all that stuff one more time so we can uh, reach out to you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So both Instagram and Twitter are Nicole G, because my middle name is Georgia Kelly. (laughs) And then my website is Miss, M-I-S-S, Nicole G Kelly. And you can find me and contact me any of those ways.
0: Beautiful. Thank you so much for taking time with me. I really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, it was awesome to chat with you. Thank you.
0: And I will reach out off the show. Um, I'm going to do a couple of introductions to a couple of people that I think that you should talk to, okay?
1: I would absolutely love that. I appreciate it.
0: Thank you. All right, cool. Thanks, Nicole. Have a great day and uh, go have some fun in Chicago. It's got to be warming up soon.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it. You
0: know, I think uh, one of the reasons why I do this show is because I'm super, no, I want to know, fuck, man, I want to know everything. And And I keep realizing that Look, when you just stand in front of somebody and ask questions, uh, sometimes it gets a little bit weird, you know, when you start asking those questions, but you bring somebody onto a show and, and they have a platform at that point and they have an opportunity to talk about everything. And one of the reasons why I really like Nicole and and look, uh, you know, I mean, she's a beautiful woman. I'm not going to lie. I mean, she's a beautiful 27, 28 year old woman. But it wasn't that that grabbed me. It, the thing that grabbed me was seeing that one video that day where she interacted with that little girl Mia and to watch the look of joy, of pleasure, of of excitement, of, of, of wonderment on this little girl's face when she looked up and saw a woman who was four times the size of her uh, with the same exact situation that this little girl was going through was just brilliant. And that's what grabbed me about her. And as I started to go through the pictures and start to follow her more and go to her website and do more research, that was when I realized I just really wanted to talk to this woman. So um, I hope you guys took something away because I'll tell you what, the one thing that she nailed and the one thing that I, I think I kind of wanted her to say was to ask questions you know, uh, just because of the fact, and how many times have we said this and, or heard this throughout our entire lives, but it doesn't matter what color you are. It doesn't matter what shoes you have. It doesn't matter, <coughs> excuse me, as I'm sick and I'm coughing again, it doesn't matter. We're, we're all different and we've all been created that way. You know, I looked at a kid the other day walking down the street with his pants hanging down around his, his, his knees, and I thought to myself, well, that kid looks kind of like an asshole. But then I thought, but that's his choice. And we've all been made in our in this world to have our own choices. We may not agree with somebody else's choice, but <clears throat> I'm sorry. I've been talking for an hour without drinking anything because we just kept going. Um Uh, We've, we all, when did it become wrong to have a choice? When did it become wrong to have an opinion? When did it become wrong to ask a question? So that's, I I got a drink. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't go anywhere, people. Hold on. Man. (coughs)
1: When
0: did it become wrong? When did it become wrong to have an opinion and have a voice in something? And that's my question. We used to be able to discuss and have conversations and communicate about everything from religion to, uh, to politics, to our beliefs, the way we want to raise our girls, the, ch- the way we want to raise our children, the way we want to have a relationship. They're our choices. They're our opinions. So have a conversation with somebody. <coughs> Man, I'm sorry. Have a conversation with somebody. Uh, learn about them. Ask questions. This is a, a 27-year-old woman who, who has one, one hand. You know, I asked, I wanted to know how does, how you know, what's it like growing up? Ask the question. That's, that's what I got. So I'm going to kind of, as I burp, I'm a horrible human being. That was a great interview. I really enjoyed talking to her. Nicole, thank you so much for that. Um, so everybody do me a favor, follow Nicole G Kelly. Uh, remember the G's for Georgia. That's her middle name. Um, She's a cool cat, man. She's somebody that, uh, that I really enjoyed talking to. She's a highlight of this show for me. Um, one of the top 10, I would have to say, and we are 60 plus episodes in, um, she was really a cool cat. Um, I, I, I remember every single interview that I've done, uh, and, uh, that was a cool one. So um, so everybody, do me that favor. Go and check her out, Nicole G. Kelly. Uh, we're we're going to end right here. I, I you know, I, I think I said my piece, and and I think that she said hers as well. Uh, so I appreciate the follow. I appreciate everything. I want you guys to do me a favor. Just go to iTunes and just drop in a couple notes and collect, select a couple stars, and let us know what you think about us. Um, here's my final right here. Everybody, uh, Maggie Gagliardi does all of our illustrations, and she's brilliant. Uh, check her out at Magzart at m a g z a r t. She's brilliant and she's so talented and I love watching her grow into the artist that she's become over the last couple of years. Uh, Michelle uh, out there, Techno Solution, graphic design, websites, builds menus. Uh, she's unbelievable. Please tell her that I sent you there if you need stuff. She will do your menus. If you're in the restaurant industry, she has such a great visual and a great eye for creativity and fun. It's, it's great. And then If you guys are podcast people, you've got to check out the boys from radioinfluence.com. The the quality of programming that these guys put together, the relationships that they have with every person who does a podcast, um, I I consider these guys my brothers, man. They're just really, really cool, great guys, uh, and they make it super easy for me to be able to get this little voice that I have out to talk to you guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. I love and appreciate all you guys, and uh, we'll see you later, man. Bye-bye didn't get Duffified enough? Follow Chef Brian Duffy on Facebook and on Twitter at Chef B-R-I-D-U-F-F. Look for the blue verified check mark to get exclusive content and to see what's coming up on next week's show. This has been Duffified Live with Chef Brian Duffy on Radio Influence.